0: Welcome to Three Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon.
1: And we're on, and welcome to another episode of Three Yards Per Carry. I'm your host, Alf, and I have Chris Kaufman here with me. I have Simon Clancy here with me.
2: When when did you become the host?
1: When I started opening the show. Fucking hell. Yeah. And this is ball. Three Yards Per Carry brought to you by the great folks at Auto Nation. Since Auto Nation is America's largest automotive retailer, chances are they have the vehicle you're looking for. Shop for over 100,000 new cars, trucks, vans, and sport utilities. From the luxury of a Mercedes Benz to that Chevy pickup truck you always wanted, they've got it. Auto Nation helps finance over 430,000 people every year. And you could be next. Get a great rate today. AutoNation strives to make the car buying process quick and easy, but most of all, stress-free. In addition to an extensive selection, all pre-owned vehicles go through a rigorous 125-point inspection and come with an everyday low, no-haggle price. One price, no pressure, guaranteed. Start your search right now at AutoNation.com. Okay, guys. Twitter is a wonderful place, okay? We promote it's a ses-
2: cesspit.
1: It is yeah. it is
2: an absolute hole.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Pretty I much. mean, it
2: really, it's a toilet. It's a it's a floating turd that has it, that has segregated society even more than it was segregated before. And it's almost as bad, but not quite as bad as Facebook. And that is the damning most damning indictment I can possibly think of of social media.
3: And it's and it's being run by like a guy who's become like a Howard Hughes like, you know. Mm-hmm.
2: Except what his name is mean, uh, at least at least Howard Hughes. Hughes was called Howard Hughes. This knob is just called Jack.
1: <laughs> Jack. Okay, we're probably going to get that's kicked it. off of Twitter. But sure. I learned yesterday, and I can't have that happen. Yeah, I mean they are,
2: they allow rapists and pedophiles on Twitter, but somebody just takes the piss out of somebody called Jack. I mean you can you know you can shout abuse at women and you know do whatever you want, and but no, say that Jack's a knob, and that's it. Fucking
1: fight me, Jack. Me. Well, you can't blame Twitter for educating people because I got a really good education yesterday because I learned that a guy that intercepts more than one pass per four targets his way has allowed three catches or less in 19 consecutive games is secretly actually terrible and not deserving of a Pro Bowl berth even over the likes of Desmond King. And according to the Madden folks, he's the 41st best corner in the NFL. And when I pressed the guy, the guy that actually does some of the ratings for Madden, he told me, well, I would take about 19 guys ahead of him. I mean, so,
2: Let's not blow this out of context. This is some fella who works for a computer game company. I mean, he doesn't see the light of day. He's a computer programmer. The fuck does he know about the NFL? I mean, well, seriously, come on.
1: Well, he said he watched every single snap of course that played he played this year.
0: Of, of everybody.
2: And not, just,
3: and not just of Xavier Howard, right? Like yes. everybody. Of, of everybody. every snap, every single
1: snap. He's now, got it all. You, this same guy, this same guy, uh, after the draft, rated Minka Fitzpatrick as the number one defensive back coming out of college, ahead of Derwin James. Now he has Derwin James almost 10 points rated higher than Minka Fitzpatrick.
2: Thing is, Derwin isn't playing. But the, the whole, the whole. If he had any concept, Derwin isn't really playing defensive back. Derwin's playing a sort of hybrid linebacker position. So, I mean, his his argument goes up in flames from the get go. I mean, he's playing all over the. You know, he's playing all over the formation. He's 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 blitzing. He's rushing as a defense as essentially a pseudo defensive end. He's playing linebacker. He's playing nickel corner. He's playing free safety. He's playing strong. I mean, he's not, a. He, if for somebody just to say, oh, he's a defensive back, I mean, that just literally underlines what a moron this fella is. <laughs> well, let's just, well. We, and also, Desmond King's a fucking
1: nickel. We agree. on not there. an outside corner. We agree there. That takes me to the pro football focus people that were on a, on a I would say a, a jihad yesterday against <laughs> Xavier Howard.
2: Don't get me started on this lot either.
1: Okay. this is this is literally the worst thing that's ever come is...
2: out of the UK. Okay. <laughs> wait, I mean, the UK. Wait, wait. I mean, what? It Where came out it? of the UK. Well, the Pro Football Focus is owned or was was created by a guy in the UK. Most of the analysts that started it up are either UK or Irish based. I mean, this is how it all came about. It's owned by a guy called Neil. Um.
3: Oh, I uh, I remember. Um, yeah.
2: And yeah. then they all moved to, they moved yeah. lockstock to Cincinnati and then Chris Collinsworth bought That's either right. most yeah. or half or 80% or whatever it is of the company. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is the worst export that we've had since Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know.
0: Well, so, great. again,
2: I mean, Sam Monson, for, for bless, his, bless his cotton socks, thought that uh, the, the defensive tack, Henry Anderson, was a top five pick and was better than, than, than uh, the guy that the Jets drafted out of USC, Leonard Williams. Uh, I think Henry Anderson was cut by the Colts after a couple of seasons. And, you know, I think Williams has been to two Pro Bowls, but what do I know?
1: <laughs> well, speaking of the Pro Bowl, anybody get snubbed that that bothered you, Simon?
2: From the Dolphins or just generally? Both. Well, from the Dolphins, I, I thought Laramie Tunsil was hard done by. Um, you know, Adam Gates today calling the best left tackle in football. He would say that, wouldn't he? But uh, he's certainly up there. And you know, he made some very interesting comments about the fact that they go into they go into the 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 offensive line meetings and they literally they plan protections for the other four guys and leave Thompson alone and just say to Laramie, look, dude, you're on an island on your own, fella. We you can just deal with that. We'll just work out protections everywhere else. In terms of the rest of the NFL, I think Chris Jones, the defensive tackle of the Chiefs, got oh. absolutely hosed. I mean. Is it eleven straight? 10 or eleven straight games in a row 10, where he's had ten straight games. He phenomenal. In those 10 straight games. The guy's is absolutely. Even if you know nothing about the game and you're going through that Pro Bowl thing, all you have to do is look at the number of sacks he's had. Mm-hmm. I mean, Darius Leonard got absolutely hosed. I mean, you know, Bernardrick McKinney and uh, and the guy from Baltimore. Um, I mean, they have no place being in it. You you look at Lennon's, even if you 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 don't take, you just take statistics as a whole, and I hate taking statistics as a whole, but if you just take statistics, he leads the NFL in tackles. He has seven sacks. He has something like nine passes broken up, four forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries, nine passes deflected. I mean, he's having a ridiculous season. I mean, he should be a starter. And you had players from other teams. I saw Tyrone Matthew today. I saw, I think it was Matt Breeder today both tweeting about how ridiculous it was that Leonard wasn't in the Pro Bowl. Um, I mean, something's got to be done about it because it's become... A, it, it, it's ridiculous, really. And, you know, there, there are guys on the team. You know, DeForest Buckner is another. The 49ers' defensive tackle should be in the scene. Um I don't know about you, Chris. They seem like the kind of the hot favourites for me in terms of players. Mike Evans is another one. I, mean, I think he's second in the NFL in, in, uh, in receiving. So, you know, it's, a, it's a, certainly a tough crowd, but you, you, you've got to try and get Mike Evans in, surely. Quentin Nelson, of the Indianapolis guard, Ali Marpet of Tampa Bay. It's been hard done by him. Mean, I don't think there's a guard playing better football than Marpet at the moment. So,
1: yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I completely agree on Tunsil. I thought, well, he still hasn't given up a sack. That Minnesota Vikings game, if you watch him in that game, he was trying to block five guys basically on every single play. He's been great. I thought he should have made it. And another thing that uh, I'm, I'm – I guess I'm going to stop just – I'm just going to stop advocating for him. But Walt Aikens, I think, should have gotten a nod or at least... Who made it on uh, special teams? Larry Izzo again?
2: I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, getting morons to pick special teams players is... I mean, to be totally frank, who around the league knows, you know, even five good special teams players? Uh, apart from Matthew Slayer, who's had about yeah. 52 visits to the Pro Bowl. <laughs> uh, I mean, he, he made... <laughs> Matthew Slayer, bless him. I mean, he has obviously been a very good specialist specialist over the years i think he made the pro ball last year and he played seven games last season i think and yeah. still made the pro ball only because it's like oh fuck it it's matt slater he's bad for a good he year actually played played four games.
1: he actually played four, four
2: games there you go he still made the pro ball i mean that just that sums it up
1: well your thoughts chris
3: i thought that um you know of course i'm always gonna stump for uh for cameron wake because he's one of, he's clearly one of the best pass rushers in in the NFL still and um, one of the most effective pass rushers. But I, I could see your argument, anybody's argument, saying that he didn't quite play enough snaps to get there now. Um, and, you know, he, I think he's played a favorable number of snaps compared to some other guys that we would talk about. But, you know, you could say, well, he's, he's just a little bit too part-time. That's fine. Whatever. Uh, Laramie Tunsell, I think is the obvious one that got left out. And I think that, uh, you know, it is too bad. Simon, you actually raised this in another podcast. It's interesting that Jakeem Grant's not going to get his mm. – we knew that he wasn't going to get his due as a return man, mm. uh, even though he was He's – what, is he the only one that's returned multiple? Yeah, um, he's the only person that's returned a punt and a
2: kick for touchdown and shit. And I yeah, think he led, and- led the league in, in return average.
3: Yeah, and he led the league in return average, had multiple touchdowns, and um, and you know he, he should be in the Pro Bowl for that as as the return man, but he's not because the season got ended short, and uh, and I think that's really unfortunate. And uh, he's just you know, you know, he, I saw him tweeting about it, and I felt for him.
1: Yeah, and before fans just you know before our fans and our listeners say you know guys lighten up, it's you know it's just the Pro Bowl. Uh, guys get paid over this bonuses right. get paid out, and it affects the salary cap going forward. And
3: and the young guys, the young guys in particular, not Laramie Tunson, He's got plenty of money, but um, but you know a young guy like Jakeem Grant in particular, he doesn't have a ton of money. He doesn't have a big contract, and um, and he's he's on his rookie deal, and it's a it's a small sixth rounder's deal, and he does have a quite a large family. So yeah, it would have it would have been nice for for him, and he
1: probably was deserving. Yeah, Simon, tell tell the people about Bet DSI.
2: So the NFL and NCAA seasons are coming to an end. Bowl games about to start. Take your picture get knowledge to the bank at betdsi.com. In fact, they've already started, but they're really good ones are about to start. They're celebrating 20 years online, uh, built an impeccable reputation with a great service. And to help you get started, they're offering double your money on your first deposit. So deposit now, start winning, and get $2,500 for free. When it comes to football, BetDSI have a wager on everything you could want or imagine. So if it's happening in sports, they've got a line on it. The NFL, the NCAA, basketball, baseball, UFC, the Premier League, eSports. So join bet dsi today using promo code yards 101 that's us yards 101 to get in the action and get paid don't stand on the sidelines enjoy your games that much more when you play and bet at betdsi.com so today adam Gates had another press conference but before we get to that his future we've discussed it ad infinitum over the last few weeks <laughs> peter king formerly of mmqb now of uh wherever it is somewhere I can't remember where it is, but whatever.
1: I think he has his own podcast <laughs> on the Dolphins.
2: He's, yeah, Everybody he apparently he was well on the heard. pro he was he's at NBC, I think, is he? he? was on the Pro Football yeah. Talk podcast today, and he said uh, gut feeling he thought that Adam Gaze would be let go at the end of the season. He re- reiterated the fact that it was just a gut feeling. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on King and thinking that Gaze is gone? Do you think he's right? Do you think he's do you think Steve Ross is feeling? That, do you think that it's going to take a Jim Harbaugh or a John Harbaugh or somebody like that? Because I don't think he's just going to dump him for dumping him sake. I think he's going to have to – there's got to be a guy out there. God, please don't let it be Doug Marone. <laughs> no, he, he really liked Doug Marone, though, didn't he? Do you remember? They really yeah, liked is. Doug Marone. I mean, yeah. fuck that. Yeah.
1: I remember I had the – Maybe Jack the, Harbaugh. I had the exclusive story, if you remember, I had the exclusive story that it was a very, very, very likely that during the meeting, Doug Marone went and took a dump in our facility <laughs> in Davie. So, yeah, more break, more breaking news on the Three Yards Per Carry podcast.
2: Dump and- Marone, that's what it's called. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine, though, if the Jaguars went on Sunday and Ross is watching, he's like, ah, oh, there's my guy. Oh, <laughs> Steven, I've seen a coach. He's called Doug. It's not a Jewish name, but you know. All right, Doug, Doug, Let, Where known. is he? He's been in there for twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he's been yes. taking and dumped no. in that toilet.
1: Now, of course, <laughs> now, now, since we're we're kind of like a, a media entity, uh, quote unquote. Air, what? Air quotes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I Are mean, uh, right. we? Yeah, uh, I guess maybe. Well, we have a host now. Yeah, oh,
2: apparently so. This is well, the, the, Dolphins, the
1: Dolphins themselves. The Miami Dolphins actually think we're a media entity because they address us as such in emails and very wow. emails. But yes, let me qualify my remarks. I do not have confirmation that he defecated in our facility. That's true.
2: Oh my God. There's this no, is the host. This is no
1: evidence. I have zero evidence, but I do know he excused himself for about. Produce the minutes. poop. Okay, yeah. he excused himself for 15 minutes during his interview. Okay, with Mike Tannenbaum. All right, enough of Doug Marone's dumps.
2: To be honest, though, I am so mentally challenged that, that he might, <laughs> I, I don't even know what you're talking about.
1: Right, that's true. All right, Peter King. First of all, he thinks that pumpkin beer is actually good, so... Let's take Well, I love
2: Peter. Peter King is a really nice guy, and I've met him on a number of occasions, and he's lovely. And it doesn't matter who you are, he will shake your hand, say, Peter King, and want to know your story. So, uh, all hail, Peter King.
1: Yeah, but his taste in, in beer and coffee is absolute shit. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, okay. You well, know. coffee now, is absolute shit. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm now, if he coffee. says it, if he says it, I'm going to, you know what? I'm just going to lend it a little bit more weight.
2: Definitely. There's in, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, He's absolutely you know.
1: credible, and yeah. trust me, he he probably does talk to Stephen Ross from time to time, mm-hmm. because contrary to popular reports, uh, Stephen Ross is not a guy that just puts himself inside of his, you know, locks himself inside of his office in New York somewhere and just watches the game for a couple of hours. He actually follows the team pretty closely.
2: So, so. realistically, then, okay, re- let's talk. Cause this is what the people. This is what people listening want to hear. If he does get sacked, realistically, who are the names that would be in the frame? Both the Harbaugh boys, obviously. If yeah. the, Ra- so the Ravens play the Chargers at the weekend, the Ravens lose that, then Indy go into the into prime position with two games to go to to take the the final playoff spot in the AFC. I can't remember who Indy have got this weekend, but next weekend they play the Titans in a sort of what yeah, could be Washington a winner winner week. takes Okay, so Washington are down to their fourth string quarterback, um, Josh Johnson, and um, I mean, India, India in the box seat. If Baltimore don't get into the playoffs, the argument against John Moore from from Baltimore will be that why didn't he make that change sooner to Lamar Jackson? Because essentially, mm-hmm. Jackson's won, is he now four and or five and Um, you know. So that will be he the one, argument. Four one. Four, four one. Okay, four and one. There. Oh yeah. So he lost to the Chiefs, didn't he? So I mean, right. no harm in losing to the Chiefs right. in overtime. Um, took, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know that that. They're, they're certainly two names. Who, who else are we thinking? Who else are we? Because as much as we'd probably like him, I don't think that, for example, Steve Ross is going to want to go down the path of a Lincoln Riley, for example, just because of what happened with Adam Gates. So, are we looking at names like Mike McCarthy? Are we looking at names like, God forbid, Mike Smith? Are we looking at you know those kind of names a more ven you know venerable coaching? You know, what if somebody like Dan Quinn shakes free in Atlanta, for example? Mm-hmm. It, would it? You know, do you think he'd look at a first-time coordinator? Do you think of Josh McDaniels? Do you, what are some of the names that you guys are thinking of? And whilst you talk about that, I'm going to look back at who we interviewed when we gave Gaze the job.
3: I think um, I think the the, uh, the big the biggest names that you can come up with are going to be the ones that uh, that Steve Ross is going to go after, of course. And the biggest names are both of the Harbaugh brothers, you know, who we already mentioned. But I think you got to give something here to Vic Fangio um, of, you know, the Chicago Bears defensive coordinator. He is the guy that we think that, you know, Adam Gaze might have even wanted to get as his defensive coordinator. Didn't work out for one reason or another. But uh, I think he's gonna. You, if if they ask the Harb, if they ask Jim Harbaugh, if Steve Ross asked Jim Harbaugh about Vic Fangio, I wonder what he's gonna say. He if he if he you know he might recommend him. I mean they had they, they coached together for a long time, and you might even say that Vic Fangio's defense in San Francisco was a big reason why they were so successful with with Jim Harbaugh, and a big reason why they um why they, you know, why Steve Ross might have liked Jim Harbaugh so much to begin with. Um, another one that you, I I think you mentioned, you know, Dan Quinn and that's, that's certainly, but Josh McDaniels, everybody's trying to get him out of new England. Everybody thinks that you can't get him out of new England because he thinks he's heir apparent to Bill Belichick, but it wouldn't surprise me to try. It wouldn't surprise me if, um, if Steve Ross tries, but you you mentioned Lincoln Riley and, and thinking, well, you know, he's not going to go that direction because of Adam Gase. He might. He, he might. He might. i think at his heart steve ross does want an offensive guy and um and i think that you know even even if adam GaSe doesn't work out he might still want lincoln riley and so that it's 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 something that he that wouldn't surprise me if he pursued especially if miami starts to go kind of all in on uh on kyler murray as a quarterback
2: so do you want to hear these names? These are the names that we reached out to, or and or interviewed before we gave Gase the job. Are you ready? Right. So we reached out to New England for both Josh McDaniels and Mac Patricia, but were denied interviews with both. We interviewed Doug Marone, Captain Toilet. We reached out to Pittsburgh to interview Todd Haley. We uh we reached out to the Cincinnati Bengals to interview Hugh Jackson. Be still my beating heart. Uh, <laughs> We interviewed Dan Campbell. Uh, we interviewed Anthony Lynn. Uh, we interviewed we interviewed Terrell Austin. We interviewed Mike Smith, formerly of the Atlanta Falcons, and we gave two interviews to Mike Shanahan.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, the rumor back then, if you remember, because it's all coming back to me, Mike Shanahan. The rumor was that we consulted with him over mm-hmm. over the job, and that. Mike Smith was essentially offered the defensive coordinator job and he turned it down. If you remember the rumors, uh, none of this is confirmed. But that was what was, you know, moving around the rumor. back then. Well,
2: Shani-, Shani had two interviews, so I can't think that both of those were kind of consultative. It was
3: sort of like, but they weren't really official interviews. Like yeah. they were, were like two conversations. It was weird. There was a weirdness about that. It wasn't like two formal interviews. I remember that. Yeah,
1: I think what what you're going to see this time is if, you know, if he is going to fire Adam Gase, I don't Mm -hmm. think he's going to repeat his M.O. of the past, which is to hire a first time coach. I think he's going to want a guy with experience and he's probably going to do the whole Jim Harbaugh gambit once again.
2: What about some really good college coaches like Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern, for example, or. You know, guys that you think like, Chris P Pe- probably wouldn't be Chris. What Pe- about David Shaw at Stanford? You know, on Stoops. But, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> Urban Meyer? what about Urban Meyer? What about Matt Campbell at Iowa State, for example, I've done a great job with David Montgomery mm-hmm. and Hakeem Butler, really highly rated coach, you know, offensive minded guy. Who's the guy, at, um, I interviewed him earlier this year for the magazine, the guy at Baylor, um, Matt Rule. Yeah, Matt Rule who's done a brilliant job at turning around turning around Baylor. I mean, what about those guys? What about somebody like Dave Cow at Kansas City? I know one guy that loves that
3: loves Matt Rule and um this is somebody that actually speaks with associates of Steve Ross and um and so has sort of a, a little bit of insight into uh into ownership the the fact that Matt Rule's name comes from there is interesting to me but i will say that to to peter king's point um i heard this too like i heard this especially this week that that seat just got hotter and start looking at head coach candidates and um so i don't you know i don't know what to make of it it it, it could all cool down there's still 2 weeks to go it's always the season is always longer than everybody thinks you can change your mind 17 times before the end but uh, but I think that um, it's interesting. I think that this is, this is a possibility. And I know you guys don't agree with it, but I think it becomes more of a possibility if Adam Gase brings some of the answers to the table when he talks to Steve Ross about what's going on this season and what's been going on the last three seasons. And if he says some of the same things that he said today in his press conference, and I'm Steven Ross, and that's what I'm hearing from him, then I'm probably firing him on the spot.
2: Well... It's break time. Goodbye.
1: On the 5 Reasons Podcast, we've got you covered on everything Miami sports. We've got a podcast out every Monday on the Dolphins and the football weekend. We've got original reporting on the big sports stories you care about, like trade talks involving Jimmy Butler and JT Real Muto, and great guests on both current events and a little Miami sports nostalgia. On a recent episode, we were joined by former Heat guard Tim Hardaway.
2: Pat Rowley didn't want me to talk trash. We had to sit down and say, you know, he said, you know, I don't want you to be out there talking I want you to be, you know, concentrated on what we need to do and helping us win. So I was like, all right, fine. I I won't talk because, you know, I I like to talk. So I said, well, let me do it in practice. He said, okay, you can do it in practice, but not in game. I said, all right, fine.
1: We've got you covered on the 5 Reasons Sports Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Seth Levitt, and I am here with two-time Miami Dolphins team MVP. Seth, 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 man. They already know
2: this is O.J. McDuffie. Why don't you tell them what we're really here for?
1: We're excited to join the crew at the Five Reasons Sports Network to bring you our new podcast, The Fish Tank, Dolphins' Tales from the Deep. O.J., tell them what they can expect when they dive in. Yeah, big Seth. we got some of your favorite all-time Dolphin players in the tank sharing some
3: of the best stories that you've never heard. So it looks like Sasquatch he's, <laughs> is chasing it because you, you know Izzo with his clothes on. He's so hairy, that guy. <laughs> Why are you looking so, at me like I know Lizzo with
1: no, his clothes off? Seth we know Lizzo with his clothes off. <laughs> so make sure you find the fish tank on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or if you're one of those Android people, Google Play Music, or on several cross-platform apps, including Podbean and Stitcher. Thanks for diving in.
2: back, three yards per carry, myself, Simon Clancy, the mentally Challenge one, uh, the Ego, Chris Kaufman, and the that's one right. that everybody thinks is alright, but a bit of a douchebag <laughs> alright. That's Alf. Um, hey,
1: nobody called me a douchebag on that.
2: Those Chris and I did. Horrible? Oh, okay. Yeah, tolerable, but we're all morons apparently. Yeah. But but I'm the mentally I'm not a moron, challenged one. So... I'm just
3: in love with my opinion.
2: Yeah. So just um just bear with me, listener, because um, it's going to take me uh, as the thick one a little bit of time <laughs> to work out how I cue in this next section. So um if you're feeling uncomfortable with my slowness, um, shall we say? I uh, kind of compare me to Forrest Gump a little bit, except I'm probably not going to run for a touchdown against Alabama for Alabama or set up a shrimp company. I can um, hear the
3: gears creaking in there. Like. I
2: mean, mate, they need some serious oiling. Some serious oiling. <laughs> um, I'm not putting my degree to any use here at all. Um, Matt Rule, by the way, interviewed, didn't he, for the Colts head coaching job? Uh, Did he? Was rumored, yeah, it was rumored to have been offered it as well in the uh, in the immediate aftermath of the Josh McDaniels Furore. But um, look at that. I used the word Furore. F-f-u-r-o-r-e, F-U-R-O-R-E. Furore.
0: Hmm.
2: Mentally challenged. Um, Anyway, Chris was mentioning before the break um, that Adam Gase had this press conference today, which I watched and he was essentially asked to sum up... Concisely, where things had gone wrong on the road, uh, and Chris made the point that he gave a sort of frustrating answer. He said, "Look, the Bengals were playing really well offensively. Green Bay was still in the playoff race when we played them. Uh, it was a tough time to play New England. They were coming off. A, they were two and one, uh, one and two, sorry. And you know, on the road in New England is always a tough place to play. And it wasn't a. It was a little bit um, perfunctory in terms of its. It wasn't a great response." we've had this kind of discussion over the last few hours back and forth on social media, on social media, on WhatsApp. And Chris made his point before the break. Uh, my point was slightly that he had already, you know, you can go back to the com and you can watch back the press conferences after individual games, certainly on the Mondays after individual games. And he's talked in fairly lengthy detail about mm-hmm. where things have gone, tits up, and been critical of, of situations. So, for example, the Cincinnati game, he talked about the fact that, look, You know, we were dominating. We were twenty to three up, or whatever. Tunsil then gets the head injury. Sam Young comes in. We get Sam Young gets smoked, and Tannehill makes two terrible throws. And I mean, he even did it in there when he called out Salguero. When Armando Salguero said about Tannehill was just playing, you know, kind of average. And he was like, you know, really? I mean, we were three and zero, and then we ran into a buzzsaw in New England, and then in the Bengals game. He, you know, we we lose our left tackle. He throws two stupid throws, and we end up losing the game. So it, it's difficult. We we discuss what what is he supposed to say in that situation. Mm. And uh, here's me playing devil's advocate here. What is he supposed to say? Is he supposed to come out and go, you know what, the team shit and. <laughs> you know, the injuries are piled up, and the pl- I'm not getting anything from the players, and the coaching staff need to go, and these guys are just letting me down week in and week out, or is he supposed to sort of protect his players, because you don't want to go back into that locker room and look around and go, fucking hell, you know, we're playing our balls off here, and this twat's just gone and taken us apart on national, sod playing for him for the last two games this season, you know, because... Guys are not going to be here next season. They might be playing for other teams. So, you know, we're going to talk about guys that might be cut. It's just a difficult situation, is it? To know what's... You can't do right for doing wrong in some of these situations. And, you, you know, I, I don't know. It's a, I totally get your point, Chris. I also see the other side of it where you kind of want to protect your guys. You've already talked about this. You know what Gaze is like. He can be very short in press conferences when he knows that he's made a point before. Um, like, for example, people were complaining about the Rashad Jones thing today. If you watched the press conference, you know, when Rashad earlier in the week said about he was being played out of position. Somebody asked him the question, and you could see the smile. And he often tries to fight the smile, you know, when, and he knows he's going to laugh, and he starts to laugh. And he said, you know what, we talked about this earlier the week, Rashad and I, we had a really good laugh about it, and I've just been joking with him all week about him being played out of position. And he was actually laughing. But yeah, and if, 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 he, if you not- just see the quotes... You just if, think, but oh, if you okay. see Rashad's own, like
3: that's the thing. Like you have to see Rashad's own press. You know, it wasn't a press conference. He was in the locker room, sitting at the locker room, making some comments. I mean, he wasn't. He, he wasn't being overly critical of anybody. I mean, he was just you know, hey, this is what, this is what the coaches want. You know, he was he was being honest and Ooh, honesty it's fine like honesty is like you know yeah tell me you'd rather play free safety but you know this is what's good for the team right now this is what the coaches have decided and they have reasons I mean, he, he alluded to it several they have reasons um so this is this is what they feel is all right you know, it was all overblown but that's the point that's the point you, you ask the question what is he supposed to say and to me like almost even asking that question kind of assumes that what he isn't supposed to say is the truth or that you know that that he's not you know he can't say the truth for some reason. Well, why can't you? I mean, why can't? Okay, if you think it's going to hurt somebody and you don't want to you don't want to say the truth, if it, you don't want to put players out on the line and start bad mouthing them and stuff like that. Somebody's um, cutting
1: their fucking nails. Yeah, that's me. i'm literally challenged my my ears are about to fall out yeah I was like
3: seriously i thought i thought somebody it sounded like you were like hitting yourself on the back like
2: a i've literally i've literally got one more now to do so just just get
1: that nail and then get it get get it it out (laughs) out of the way and then chris pick up your point like somewhere in there all right Right let us know when you're done
2: i'm done all
1: right hit it chris (laughs) Start with the Rashad thing because I'm going to have to cut some of it because it was like, plack, plack, plack. And I think one of them hit the microphone. You
2: need to keep it in. I, I just got to do a toenails as well. Just talk. that are fairly <laughs> away
1: <from the> <laughs> You can lower your mic, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, I know. But, I mean, the, the listeners wouldn't get as much fun if I lowered my mic. <laughs>
0: this,
2: apart from me queuing the, uh, the, uh, the break, this is the funniest thing that's been said out of my mouth.
1: <laughs> All right, Chris. He,
2: you're clearly you're clearly uh,
3: mentally um, challenged. <laughs> Mate. Always.
1: Mentally limited. It wasn't
3: limited. It was mentally limited.
2: Mentally limited, know. that's right. Yeah, mentally, that's right. What? That's wow. mentally
3: limited. Um, I, if you saw Rashad Jones's cr- press conference itself, it wasn't really that big of a deal that people made of it. He, he didn't seem to be saying anything by it to begin with. So I'm not sure why that became a thing. And, and I'm not very surprised why Gase... You know, it was just a moment of honesty for Rashad saying, hey, I'd prefer to play free safety. But they've decided that that's not the best thing for the team right now. And they have reasons for that. And that's, you know, whatever. I'm just going to do what they want to do. Yeah. Uh, well, he he not to it?
1: play strong safety. But, yeah. But he Adam Gates yeah, actually, actually went into into detail uh, in today's presser mm. with the media. why he didn't. Yeah. Why it wouldn't happen. And he said, most of it is formation driven. And that's the system. And the system is the system is the system is the system.
3: One problem that I keep seeing with this, this question, you know, what was he supposed to say? And I understand it, but at the same time, there's sort of the question comes itself comes along with an assumption that what he shouldn't say is the truth. And I just think, well, why not? Why don't you just say the truth? I mean, and and I understand that coaches rarely say the truth to the media because you know, they're all they all think that they're putting men on the moon and they all think that they're guarding nuclear codes. Um, but, you know, why can't you just te- tell us the truth in this case? If the truth is that, yeah, you know, this is a big problem for us. We understand, you know, we, we're getting our arms around it. We have some ideas about what we need to change and, you know, we're going to do you know this, that and the other. But that kind of has to stay in house. And we can't just go on and tell you everything that, um, that we're thinking about it. If that's the truth, just say that. Just say, I know, but I'm not going to tell you, uh, essentially. And, and find a way to say that. What he did instead was come up with a bunch of BS excuses. And that's what he did. You know, the, oh, this team, this team was tough. This team was really tough. I know this team's not very good, but they were hot at the time you know, or this team, Minnesota Vikings, you know, they um, they had just fired their offensive coordinator. The guys were all fired up. Well, you know what teams are generally fired up when you play them? Playoff teams. You're telling me that you're never going to beat a playoff team. You're never going to beat a a tough team to play. Uh, And and that's not acceptable to me. I, I don't understand how that would be acceptable to anybody. If I were Steve Ross and I asked you that question, and this was the answer you said to me, I would fire you. I would say, I, okay, so you're telling me you're not going to beat anybody tough. Okay, that's, well, you know, bye. You know, that that's that's what I'm saying. So if, if he was telling, if he actually believes it, if he actually believes what he said, and what he said in that press conference today, then that's a big problem. If he doesn't necessarily believe it, which is, I think all of us kind of have that running theory that he doesn't actually believe that. Um, and if he doesn't actually believe it, but he just doesn't really respect the question to begin with and doesn't think that there is an answer and doesn't you know, know the answer, then that's a problem for me too because the bottom line is whether you're talking about games that he's played with Tannehill or whether you're talking about games that he hasn't played with Tannehill, they score 10 fewer points a game on the road than they do at home. So it's like 27 to 17 with Ryan Tannehill. It's something like 24 to 14 without, you know, without in 2017, when they didn't have Ryan Tannehill, it was like 24 to 14. They have a huge disparity between their home record, especially with Tannehill. We we're just talking about it. 10 and one at home with Ryan Tannehill, Adam Gases. And uh, on the road with Tannehill is something like, you know, three and eight. Um, and they score 10 fewer points a game. If you can't even – you know, start to tell me why that is or can't even acknowledge that maybe there's something going on, you know, systemically that we have to fix here about our approach, then, then that is a problem for me. the other possibility is he does know all those things. He does have an, some ideas, but he's just, last thing he's going to do is tell the media. And, you know, that's ubiquitous for the NFL landscape. I don't like it, but I accept it. But if that is the case, that's probably what he should have said instead of coming up with a bunch of bullshit excuses, sorry, BS excuses. And that's what, he, that's what he sounded like today was excuse, excuse, excuse. Oh, this team was hot at the time. This team had just fired their coach. You know, it, don't give me that. That was horrifying that, that he came up with that answer. And it did sound kind of rehearsed. I agree that, you know, it sounded like something that he'd been working on. And it's terrible.
1: What if he said something like this? Had we won the, the Cincinnati and Colt game, we'd be shooting for 500 on the road and none of you assholes would ask me any of this because we'd be playing for the division title.
2: What if he did a press conference where he cut his nails through the entire thing?
3: <laughs> <laughs> that would, have worked, Just saying. That would Just have, saying. have worked better than what he did say.
1: Just saying. Right. I, think, I think that the media... At this point, I think they want him to apologize for losing. And we all saw the goddamn games. We saw the fucking Cincinnati Bengals game. We saw the Colts game. We know why they fucked up. We know why they lost.
2: Some so, members of the media I, more than others.
1: <laughs> okay. So I don't know what, he, what they – I think that they want him to just get up there and start uh, diagramming each and every play that they blew on the road. Not the games that they got smoked in. I think maybe that should be part of the the question too. Why do you get smoked so much on the road? But that's no. exactly what they were asking. What the to fuck me, is going to exactly... say? I, I don't know. Do you know why they get smoked? I don't. But he's supposed to know. Is and he? if he doesn't, that's a problem. Oh, oh my! I, I don't know. I don't know what you want me to say then, because now I'm well, out of words. I, I don't care what you say. I, like, I want to know really what Adam to say about it. Like, do you think that he has a he has a play sheet that says? all right, this play is absolutely going to go for a turnover right here. And this was going to be a five-yard loss, and this one's going to be an 11-yard sack. No, they just play like shit on the road. It just happens. I don't know. It,
3: it doesn't just – that's the point. It doesn't just happen. And if it, if it does just happen, then it's unacceptable. Well, then fire every fucking body, including <laughs> the players. Well, that's the, that's the question you're asking Adam Gase. Okay, listen. There is this monster disparity. This is one of the biggest home ro- home versus road. Listen, across the NFL landscape, the the disparity between what you score at home and what you score on the road is about three points. Why do you think that there's that three point you know th- that three point uh, swing for home versus away in uh, in in betting and in Vegas? It's about three points for the Miami Dolphins. It is wide out for three years. For three years, it has gapped out to ten points. Okay. And you can't tell me what that is. You can't even begin to tell me, you know, what you think that might be over the course of three years and, and 48 games or 46, I you know, although technically playoff, whatever. Uh, you can't tell me why that is. Begin to tell me why there's such a huge disparity there. Because we're not just talking about this year. We're talking about last year too. And we're talking about the year before. And this is, this is something that's been consistently happening. It's been so consistent. How do you think I've been able to predict Dolphins' outcomes all fucking year? Because I know that they're shit on the road, and they're good at home.
2: Can and I just say not- that about five five minutes ago, Chris said shit and then apologized for doing so. But now he's giving Sorry. it the Fs.
1: <laughs> now, all I would say is this, okay? Had they won the Cincinnati Bengals game, had they won the Colts game, none of these narratives would exist. Yeah. You know, okay. if the
3: queen if the queen I, had balls, she'd be the king. But
1: but neither would the the, the narrative of them being shit on the road cause the king the king would the king would be the king. Record. Yeah.
2: What's that? The king would be the king. Who's the even king? if she the king is the king, even if <laughs> she had balls, the king would still be the king. Technically, the king be, that,
1: that's true. Yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> <fine. laughs> so I think the question should be, why did they blow? I'm sorry, the I'm,
3: king? I'm limited in this, and 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 plus I'm in love with what I'm
2: what I'm saying. So, blatantly. Yeah. I'm mentally challenged, so I've not been involved at all. <laughs> all
1: right,
2: <guys>. Let's, <laughs> let's just off. preview let's, the Jags. Let's,
1: let's move off uh, of Dead Man Walking, Adam Gaze.
2: Let's get to this nothingness game at the weekend. Oh
1: my <laughs> yes. god. Let's start off with this is the last home game for, I guess I would say, about 11 guys. Mm-hmm. Give me the- who is absolutely playing their last home game in a Miami Dolphins uniform. Simon.
2: Brock Osweiler.
1: Mm. Okay, that's a lot. No, he's uh, not nice.
2: playing. No. Well, you, don't, you never know. Devontae Parker.
1: I think that's a really good bet. Uh, Ted, La-
2: good. Ted Larson.
1: Let's hope. Pretty good bet. Um,
2: Andre Branch. Yes. Yes. Robert Quinn.
1: Yes. Fair Ziggy, bet.
2: Ziggy Hood and Sylvester Williams. Okay, now we're just getting into... Yeah. <laughs> uh, TJ McDonald.
1: Okay, there you go. That one's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um Danny Amendola retires?
2: Danny Amandola maybe. Frank Gore, even though he's not playing, oh, he's not but playing. he won't play again. I know. Okay. I am not <laughs> stupid. I'm not <laughs> mentally challenged. Uh, aren't you? <laughs> um and do you know outside better Kiko Alonso?
3: I think yeah. So. I, yeah. I don't know. It should about be
2: that it should be. And the way
3: that Raekwon and Jerome Baker have both come on, I can't help but wonder, you know, if that's the case. But, you know, do you know what? Because we all think if Adam Gates is not sacked, then – uh, it is Vance Joseph basically coming back to be the defensive coordinator. And if Vance Joseph is coming back to be the defensive coordinator and Indomitian Sue is no longer here making an ungodly sum of money and discouraging you from running a 3-4 defense, then will Vance install the defense that he has explicitly said he prefers, the 3-4 that he learned under Wade Phillips and Mike Nolan? And if he comes here and switches us that way, does Kiko fit? Not really,
2: not really. Not really. Plus he's got these, you know, he's got these kids, these two Ohio State kids running around and you know, Baker looks Baker looks better and better each week and you know, there's the way that we just we never get we never pressure, we never you know, look at the way that mm. teams have blitzed us and yet we just send four man, four men most of the time. We actually have success when we send, you know, blitzers, but we do it so infrequently. We had some great success We've had,
3: running five defensive lines. I know,
2: right? Yeah. But yeah, It wouldn't surprise me. All right, because Chris. I feel like you, yeah. I feel like you might get the best out of Charles Harris, who might be playing his last game at the weekend. Because God alone knows he might not be here next season. Yeah.
0: I'll
3: just say real quick about Charles Harris
2: because I agree that he's been
3: the in the thirty-four. One. Yeah. Yeah, but but in the thirty-four as an outside linebacker,
2: yeah. I wonder a yeah, little bit. Me too. Me too. So,
1: All right. guys. Who, who would be who would be your your surprise that not be here next year? Uh,
3: it's not exactly well. At this point, I don't know. At this point, I I would be a little bit surprised if they continue on with Ryan Tannehill because even if Adam Gase isn't done with it, I sense that Steve Ross is.
1: <laughs> yeah. And
3: so, um, so I, you know, I kind of wonder about that. I just think, you know, nineteen million dollars—that's what he's set to make. Look, I know that Simon, you have some qualms about pretending that Teddy Bridgewater is a Hall of Famer. And I know that you guys both think that he's going to be expensive, but he, he only made $6 million this year and he didn't play a snap. I don't think you go from making $6 million this year to making $16 million next year um, without playing a snap. So I think that, yeah, he's he's going to get a bump because demand is increased, but that bump gets you to like maybe 10 or, or $11 million, like a Jay Cutler type contract and and that's it and and that's and that's going to be tied to whether he actually starts and plays just like this contract was so you know he's going to be about half maybe a little bit more than half of the cost of Ryan Tannehill and yet quite frankly I have more confidence in him than I do Tannehill so um and and that's not saying much you know I'm not saying that Teddy Bridgewater let's pencil him in for the Hall of Fame or something like that because you know what is Tannehill at this point with his body continually breaking down like this? So yeah, I think that I think that, uh, that they're probably going to be done with Tannehill. That's my one.
1: All right, let's get to this godforsaken game, Simon.
3: 23-38 Miami. Mm. <laughs> there you go, Chris. Well, they're predictable at home and predictable away. So you know, I'll go the same same thing. Except what? How much will I score against this defense? I'm going to go 17-13. They'll beat the Jags loose to the Bills.
1: That seems extreme. <laughs> you just got to one-up
3: me, don't you? <laughs> Always, brother. Always.
1: <laughs> that seems very likely. Yeah, I would say I would say pretty much the same thing. 16. Yeah. I'll go 16-10, Dolphins. The Jaguars are going to start one starting offensive lineman from last week, and that one mm. starting offensive lineman is Eric Flowers. If they can't beat a team that is obviously tanking, then, yeah, they should fire everybody, and Adam Gates included, of course.
2: Mm -hmm. All right,
1: a little public service announcement. Uh, Next week, we will not have two shows because it's Christmas. And the following following week, we will have only one show as well because it'll be New Year's. Mm -hmm. So our next two releases will be on December 27th and January the 3rd. All right, this concludes a very angry edition of (laughs) The Yards for Carry.
2: I mean, we all know who got angry, but, yeah, okay. and, it, and it wasn't it wasn't the thick one, and it wasn't, <laughs> and it wasn't the Mr. middle of the road. It was Captain Ego, <laughs> although right. wait, Chris, 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 wait a minute though. All right We say right. that you're the ego, but somebody's just taken over as the host, nominating yourself yeah, I... as a presenter, de facto host. I mean, what? they call what you the that? ego, but I mean, I don't know, brother. Right.
3: Uh, we're Just say working we're working under tough management. Get us out of here.
1: All right. Happy yeah, Christmas, but, everybody. Happy yeah. Christmas. Yes. And the next time we, we speak to you guys, maybe everybody everybody's fired. And maybe Steven Ross sold the team too. All right. Enjoy the holidays. See you guys on the twenty-seventh. And that is it. There is no more. Till then.
0: Thanks for listening to 3 Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider.
2: This is the story of the wad. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine,